welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we are so excited to be here with you guys today. Wow, Christina, we are so on schedule. What is going on? We are. It's August and it's late (laughs) August, and a lot of people are on vacation. That's the only reason. Amen. 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 Oh my goodness. So Christina, how are you? I know that you just kind of bombarded me with things that you wanted to talk about for the podcast today. I was just thinking about, it hit me today about what sometimes people, especially women will experience after going on a date or during a date. And I I was remembering when I was dating, And then I started thinking about, okay, people need to be aware of this. What it is, is if you're you're on a date with someone who is not the right person for you, you may experience a lot of negative emotions on that Mm. date. You may feel bottled in your body that something is wrong. It is not that this person is a terrible person. And if you're working with the matchmaker, that that matchmaker was so off base. It is because we have in ourselves guideposts to who the right person for us is going to be. And our bodies and emotions often are leading us into that direction. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes we're really excited about someone who ends up not working out for us, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. In the negative sense, though, that happens and that's going to happen over and over again until you meet the right person for you who it will be time and time again, the person will prove that this is the right consistent person. Yeah. I think that also this maybe was ignited for you, Christina, because we just got so many positive date feedbacks over the last weekend. Like, and we definitely have, there are time periods where everybody is happy. So like right now for let's like put this in the calendar, Mm -hmm. our clients are generally so happy this is such an amazing time for matchmaking and mm-hmm. for clients going on dates. There's something about this time frame. Um, but we also, on the extreme flip side, we also have time periods where everybody hates everyone and everything. Do you want and me to tell them what, just, when that is? Yes. Let's, let's talk about that. Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. In February. That is the worst time for matchmakers. Gosh, it is the worst. It is so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. We like 
like once, once or twice a year we have that. Yeah, definitely Valentine's day. And then there's another time, Christina, I'm just forgetting the month. I think it might be May. Like Mm -hmm. May is also really challenging because it's not quite summer, I think. And people are just frustrated, but yeah, I mean, I think on your To your point, I think also it can be really frustrating when you meet somebody who is objectively a good person. They're just not your person. And I think that that's even more frustrating because sometimes when somebody is just so off base for you, it's less disappointing because you're like, okay, like, It's just a no, but it's not so triggering. Mm. But there's something about, and I think that's why with us and with matchmaking, there's something about getting so close. And then it's like, it's like getting to, like, I watch America's Next Top Model, like, like basically every day when I'm like, just, just, I put it on and um, reruns, obviously, but it's like getting Alessandra to... loves continuing education. Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course. But there's something about getting to that final two, that top two or that top three, and then not winning and being like, what is going on? But then, you know, obviously, the it's not the end of the world. You think it's the end of the world, and these girls are so upset but it actually like directs them like rejection is redirection and it uh, redirects them to whatever they were meant to do or meant to the people they were meant to meet. But I think that, yeah, Christina, that I think that also is why a matchmaker's job is so challenging because we do get, we get people who are highly invested and they really want it to work and they really want it to be their person and it is disappointing when you're like, oh my gosh, some this is just not my person. But also another matchmaker just put out a video. Um, his name is Brandon. Um, oh my gosh, I'll, Brandon, he's a matchmaker in um based in Colorado. And he was saying that one of the best predictors. On, and it was so funny because it was kind of like a matchmaker tangent, which is this we're kind of having a matchmaker moment right now, you guys. So this is good because a lot of times we talk about, you know, all of our segments and da 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 da, da but like our day to day is managing the team of matchmakers and also working alongside the team of matchmakers as matchmakers and as like, you know, as, as selecting matches and, and all of that. Um, So we are looking under the hood of the car right now. But anyway, Brandon said that one of the big predictors of a really challenging client for him is when somebody says, I can tell within the first five seconds if somebody isn't, is my person or not. And he's like, and he's, and this is so crazy. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, he just said it. He just said it because so many people come to us and say this Uh, and then those words I know and then and then he said actually that's not right because if if that was the truth you would be able to go into a bar pick out that person you'd be married by now but are you married no you would not have gone through years and years and years of dating like you know that's not true like that is not something that you have a talent but to your point Christine I think what you're saying is that definitely 
we need, we do need to listen to our bodies, um, to a certain extent for sure. And, you know, we always say, go always go on a second date. If you are not repulsed Mm -hmm. by the person, and we usually tell women this, like if you're not repulsed by the guy, give him a second date, give him, because men who are great at dating are usually not great at relationships. That's the it quote takes, that we have on our Matchmakers in the City Instagram right now. Matchmakers in the City mm-hmm. takes a very different skill set. I remember one of our bachelorettes um, that we had date coached years ago. She, I, I'll never forget this. She had been dating this charismatic king. Like Persian guy, of course, you know. Uh, listen, I love Persians too, okay? I, I don't blame her. I don't blame her, especially an L.A. Persian. Oh, mwah, mwah, like an L.A. Persian guy. When you don't know about L.A. Persian men and you're like into that type, and she was from the East Coast, but I remember her coming to us after like, just going through the trauma of dating this man. And she was like, I don't get it. He was, we connected. We had the best dates. We could talk for hours and hours and hours. And we, our physical connection was so strong. But then he said he wasn't looking for anything serious. On like, after like month two of Mm. dating her regularly and texting her all the time and like making dates sometimes, but also not some other times. And, you know, doing Mm. the whole Persian LA guy thing where, you know, sorry, it's not just Persian. There are some incredible Persian men, but yeah, unfortunately there's a very bad stereotype about. Yeah. And one of them is actually even visiting this weekend who we grew up with. Christina. Incredible Persian man. Incredible. Literally the best Persian man ever. If you're a Texas gal, like hire us immediately because we have the best human. We have the best guy ever. But anyway, okay. But I love that, Christina. Thank you so much for bringing that up because, yeah, it, and I think it's really it's hard for us as matchmakers because we want to set them up with their person. But we, you guys, we're so excited. We're creating a new matchmaking program called Matched Until Married, and I was also. Um, we haven't rolled out the details for this yet. So like, sorry guys, like it's not quite, it's like in its infantile stage, but it was inspired because I, so one of my clients, it was his birthday over the weekend. And he is, as you guys know, I, when it's my client, I primarily work with the celebrity clients, one-on-one, the mogul clients, like the super, super big name people. So it was one of my, like my direct clients um, and not a matchmakers in the city client, even though it is through matchmakers in the city, but it's my, he's my client. So anyway, it was his birthday. So um, we, I, and and I was like, and he didn't have plans. And I was like, oh my gosh, just, you know, and this is not something that I would typically do with like, other clients, but I do bachelor dinners for my, for our, and even some matchmakers in the city clients that I really am passionate about and really think that like, I want to also just kind of 
see what's going on in real time. So a bachelor dinner essentially is where I go with a bachelor who like lives in LA and we go to a restaurant and I invite three minimum, usually it's usually three or four bachelorettes um, that are, you know, within the general of like what he's looking for. And it like, wouldn't be the worst case in the world. Like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he like fell in love with one of them. But like, and I usually put one like, like real match in there when I'm doing this. So I, that's a normal thing that I, we rolled out like almost a year ago at this point. Right, Christina? Because the right, first bachelor right. we did it with was a, an Alessandra Conte client. Right. And, um, he now is like engaged, which is yeah. great. And he, the, the girl that he's now engaged with was the next girl that he met after the bachelor dinner, because I saw the game tape. I saw the game tape. I saw it was working. I saw it wasn't working and it was beautiful. But anyway, so I was like, you know, it's this bachelor's birthday. I'm like, I'm like, I already had a girl's night out planned with a few of my girlfriends who happened to be like LA's most eligible bachelorettes. I think three of them are even in our bachelorettes, like our bachelorettes of ours, but one that's the most beautiful attorney you've ever seen, spitting image of Taylor Swift, like one of my girlfriends who brought me to the Taylor Swift concert. Um, you know, another if you want to see who she therapist. is, look on Alessandra's <laughs> Instagram. Just look on my Instagram. She's amazing. Um, and then another is a speech therapist who's one of my best girlfriends. Another is a fashion designer. Again, one of my best girlfriends. But these are like amazing, incredible women. So anyway, I then invited one of our matchmakers in the city clients to the dinner. And it was, it, it turned out that, you know, shocker, my, um, the, my Alessandra Conte client, celebrity client, unfortunately canceled on us, but it was so cool because I was then able to meet with this matchmakers in the city client. I knew her. I had, I think I had done one meeting with her or something like that super early on in the membership, but it was so great because she walked in and I got to experience what a man would experience upon meeting her for the first time. And I was like, That's this great. woman is stunning. She is stunning. She walked in the room. I was like, Oh, oh my God goodness and I just mm -hmm. I got to also sit with her and really just like we had a great time it was basically like a girl's night out it turned out to be but I loved it because I was then able to like really get to know her and also we talked about like different date coaching things of just really affirming men because she is so just she's in a different level she's in a different league than like I, I mean she all, all women are in a different we're all dream girls ladies like you're a dream girl you're a dream girl you're a dream girl you're a dream girl but like when I tell you she's a dream girl she's a dream girl but I was like you like when you are meeting these men because this is feedback that we kept getting and I said when you you are meeting these men, you need to affirm them. You need to give them, you need to flirt with them, give them compliments, say, ask them for help with something because otherwise they see you, you're so successful, you're stunning, and they don't know what to make of it. They don't know what to do with it because even the most successful guy in the world 
still needs that affirmation. And usually the more successful a guy is, the more that he's had to prove. And he may still have that little voice, that inner voice in his mind saying, like the little, so he needs that little boost of like, of like, yes, this, you're amazing. And wow, I'm so grateful. And oh, wow. this. So anyway, we had a great time, but because I just loved her so much, I was like, I want to match you until you're married. Like that is my goal. Match until married. And then I was like, this should be a membership or an add-on for, for any membership and add-on. So anyway, it's in its, uh, it's in its infantile stages, but oh, I'm so on fire for, I'm on fire for the Holy Spirit and for matched until married. (laughs) Both (laughs) the Holy Spirit (laughs) inspired me matched until married. But anyway, Christina, should we go into our first? Oh, also, I did want to discuss one other thing. I think this Um, can go into stars are just like us. Yeah, let's do it. Go for it. Go. Stars are just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Um, yes. Okay. So what, what I wanted to also discuss, just because we didn't discuss it, which I just think is really weird, um, especially because it's been a personal... Like, it's just been such... like. A, a big part of my life is the Barbie movie. And, <laughs> and also our family group um, text. Christina, do you want to share in the family group text? Like what, did you read it? Are you reading the family I group did. text? Or by the I way, did. you guys, for those of you that don't know, even though we've said it 17 times, Christina and I are sisters, like real yes. live sisters. Like we are blood fully same mom, same dad. Not that you're not real sisters if you're not same mom, same dad, but for, but we're Christina and I are, even though we may look and sound a little, a little divergent <laughs> from yes. the same cloth. In this family group text, one of our family members was sending us videos that were talking about the negative influence of the Barbie movie and criticizing them. I have not seen the Barbie movie and I have not watched these videos, but Alessandra, did you watch the videos or just saw the Barbie movie? I saw the Barbie movie. I clicked on the video and then I wanted to literally I did. I watched, I watched the beginning of the video and I was like, this is the most misguided and offensive take on, because here's the thing. I am all for a voice of dissent. I feel as though Christina, you and I, we have a lot of times we have a very traditional view about love relationships, all of the things. And so our voice, like, is quite in the, we're in the minority for sure with what we're expressing in pop culture with the way to go about doing your relationship um, with like traditional values, blah, 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 all of that. And I respect, I respect a conservative perspective. Of course I do. I, you know, it, come on, but this is these 
conservative and i'm sorry it is the conservative groups it is it is and i you know how i, I i'm uh, I, I was so just offended and as somebody who was who watched the movie i and also as a woman who watched the movie at multiple times multiple times i went to see it multiple times okay. oh you did i saw it twice okay Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and <laughs> I, <laughs> what, Christina? Looking, for, looking forward to that on our Amex bill. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Stop, Christina. Anyway, no, but I saw it twice. And I will tell you guys that it was the most beautiful and empowering and validating movie that I have seen in years. And... Anybody, any conservative pundits or whatever, I'm, no, they have it wrong. Sorry, guys, you got this one wrong. Then they brought up China. Oh, it's the China, blah, blah, blah. That has nothing to do with it. They are grasping at straws to stay relevant and to create conflict. And that's that. not okay. Not okay. They talk about the, they do talk about the patriarchy in the Barbie movie. But the thing, the things that I, the elements that I loved about the Barbie movie that relate to dating and relationships and being a woman as you're dating is that they validate. Thank God they validate this. And why are conservative pundits not rejoicing about this? This is all the conservative uh, pundits are always freaking out about how, you know, gender, gender is a real thing and how, you know, which I agree, I 100% agree, but it's so I'm just so confused as to why they've taken this bizarre stance and saying that the Barbie movie is not, they, they, they're just, okay, get, get your story straight. In the Barbie movie, yes, it does call out the patriarchy, but it does it in a, a, a playful way that is very like, uh, um, it's very, it's funny, but it's also like super impactful, but it also talks about the very real, real struggles that women go through being women and the pressures that women face, there, there's this beautiful monologue that America Ferrara does in the movie. And it, you know, there was not a dry eye in the audience. And I mean, I wasn't aggressively crying just because I've, <laughs> I, I cried too much last year. So like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like emotionally unavailable right now. But, but I will say I was like so moved and it was like, just saying about how the standards for women are so impossible. It's so difficult to be a woman. We have to be, you know, happy, but not too happy, thin, but not too thin, like, like, and then, but thin, but, but not wanting to be thin. We have to say that we want to be healthy, but not thin. And people get mad at us if we say that we have to be, that we want to be thin because why should we want to be thin? And that's, but we, so we have to be happy with our bodies. But then if we're happy with our bodies, then we're eat, then we're promoting a negative body. Like it just, it was like, it hit on so many levels. I encourage you guys to read the um, America Ferrara uh, monologue. But I just want to say, like, I would highly recommend seeing the Barbie movie for anyone. I have two questions for you. Yeah. First question. I haven't seen the movie. 
Yeah, you are the not the person to have us talk about it. <laughs> was the first scene ba- baby dolls being cra- crashed around or something like that? Christina, yes, but it was not. It was not in a in a in a pro life way. It was not that vibe. If you look at it out of context, no, yes, the first scene was about how little girls. And initially, they all they had to play with were little baby dolls. And then, but then, as Ask a Mom, playing with babies can get a bit boring. And they say it in, like, a tongue-in-cheek way. And then they have, like, Barbie come in. And it's this, like, woman. And then the little girls, yeah, they are crashing the 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 baby dolls but it's not in that way like it's in a it's in a oh my gosh like we want to play with the barbie we don't want to play with babies anymore we want to play with barbie like it's it was it was tongue-in-cheek and it was done for dramatic effect a hundred percent it was not encouraging abortion okay it was not related it was unrelated okay did you see how that would be even in a tongue-in-cheek way of crashing baby dolls could be problematic. I understand it. Yes, I do understand how that would be unproblematic. It probably wouldn't be the choice that I would have made had the directorial um, choice, right? Yes, great. So great, great. Yeah, that was my first question. Two things can be true at the same time. Okay, two things can be true at the same time. Okay, two second question. What does the ending scene? Is the ending scene spoiler Barbie alert. going? Oh, yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. If you want to watch a movie and you care about what happens, don't listen to this part. Is the ending scene Barbie going to the OBGYN? Yes, it is. Why would that be a problem? Is she married? Spoiler alert, Christina, she's going to the gynecologist. Is it a gynecologist or an OB? I go to an OBGYN. I'm not married. Okay. Out of your mind. Okay, but this is the this is the problem with it. This is the problem with it. I just want to know. I want to know. Is it does it say okay? So she's going to an OBGYN. Christina, because there's a whole joke that when she was a doll, she was not actually a real woman because she did not have a female part but then she chooses to be a woman therefore she gets a female part and she gets dropped off at the ob at the gynecologist's office because she that's the first thing she doesn't it's 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 funny i see and it's empowering you should go to the OBGYN, especially if you're not married why you is that a should, problem? Obviously. No, there's no. Why is that a problem? I, you're getting very defensive right now. I, of you're course getting I'm very defensive. defensive right now. <laughs> I just, I haven't seen the movie. This is what I heard yeah. was okay. the last scene. And I do <sighs> like your reading of it. It's, I, I heard that the movie was pretty ambiguous so that a lot of people could like it and not get offended. And that's I just, that ending scene was what I heard actually Trend on trending with Timory. Timory discussed this. She hadn't seen the movie either, but well, she discussed. Guess what? You have to you have to see the movie before you discuss it. I know. I'll send you. you, you I mean, you're me. allowed because you I brought, brought it up twice. Me. You so brought I brought. It up to me. 
I'm I just wanted to see that ending scene. Now your explanation that she didn't know if she was a real woman or not. And obviously it is good for women to go to the gynecologist to get checked out. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't a, there wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't an OB particular that where she's, oh, she got pregnant. Or, I didn't know what the connotation of it would be. Now you're- No, she didn't get pregnant. No. Right. Okay. Okay. She didn't even have a love interest. She didn't okay. want Ken. That was a whole reason why he lost it. It's, right. What, the reason terrible. I ask this is yeah. that OBGYNs, you usually go to that when you are mm-hmm. pregnant. You usually just go to a gynecologist if you're not pregnant and just need a checkup. That's the distinction. Well, guess what? I've been going to the OBGYN with the babies on the wall since my first period, okay? At like when I was in seventh grade. Or wait, how okay. old was I? Are you I sure? I was pretty Sandra? young, not seventh You've been grade. The OB, at the OB? Christina. Mostly focused on pregnant women. Yeah, well, I, I that is where I have always gone to an okay. OBGYN. There have always been babies on the wall. Okay. Something I don't want to experience until in a, until a couple of years. Can I just read you? Let's end it because I want you to understand, Christina, the beautiful. This is not something that our culture should be mad at. Like, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, this is such an incredible movie. The message is is so beautiful. And it just, it. I hate, I just, I think I hate it when people get mad at things. Yeah, yeah if something is, is, is perverse or is demonic, 100% get mad at it. Doja Cat, like wh- everyone should be freaking out about Doja Cat right now. She's literally a Satanist. And like, I went on a oh, rabbit hole. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Her and like all these other music industry people, like outwardly Satanists being like Ooh. shaving their heads. Totally. Sam, Sam, uh, what's his name? The, the, oh my gosh, Sam, um, Sam Smith, Sam's, oh my God. Like oh, that's, really? yes, be mad at that. Like, like, let's shed a light onto that. That is not okay. But this movie was so beautiful. And okay, I'm just going to read you this and then we can move on because this is obviously something I'm really passionate. But this is the, this is a clip it from the, mon- a snippet from the monologue. It's literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart. She's talking to Barbie. And it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like we always have to be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. Like me, I always get lambasted when I want to say I want to be thin. Sorry, that was an aside. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also be looking out for other people. You have to answer to men to for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful and never it's just Christina, like how this, come on, people. This is beautiful. I think I should watch the movie and then come back and be, maybe we can have an even deeper look at this together. It's so beautiful. I'm so, oh, wow. If you have not, if you've been, if you've been holding out on seeing the Barbie movie, because I know we have a lot of religious listeners see it. It's beautiful, but stop listening to Doja Cat. Anyway, let's move on. 
Um, and Lizzo as well. And Sam, Sam Smith. Yeah. Stop it. Ooh. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Deem, yeah. Demonic. Uh, oh my. It's so bad. It's so bad. Also Chris Brown, duh, but like Chris Brown, um, uh, the weekend. Yeah. It's all, it's so oh, scary. The it, weekend I, has been pretty oh obvious God. for a while, yeah. but yeah, mm. they're all out. They're all completely like, it's not. Remember not when we would. Remember when we would read these things from Vigilant Citizen a few years yep. ago that would say this stuff? And we were thinking, oh, this is really fringe that they would yep. say this. But now it's actually public information. Oh, it's it's out there. It's not even – it's yeah, it's, it's totally 100% out there. Um, wow. anyway. Okay. So let's move on to like our actual stories, just like us, but we're, we're, don't worry. We won't get too aggressively. No, I think we'll just do one of these yeah, yeah, and yeah, then we'll yeah. move on to sisterly well, advice. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of celebrity breakups. Um, the main, and we, we talked about this also like two weeks ago or whenever we did, um, but Sam Ascari, Christina and Britney Spears are getting a divorce. Wow. Defiled. And I just, I just when I read that, I was shocked, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, actually not fully yeah. shocked, but sad. I think, Christina, you and I really were rooting for them. We were really rooting for them because when we were in our video era, we were, we yes. really wanted Sam to be like a really pure good guy. And we thought mm. that, and I don't know that he is like I, but I also think Brittany is just going through so much stuff and she's not the Brittany of your, okay. Like this and is And they not actually the got Brittany married and they're doing a divorce. Yeah. Okay. They're doing a full blown divorce. And remember, cause Brittany oh. had contacted St. Monica's to yes. try to get married. Yes. I wonder if she'll try to get annulled at St. Monica's, but well, she anyway, probably, she wasn't allowed to get married in the Catholic church. That yeah. was probably what it was. You know? I would love to work with Brittany. She would be such a great client. She'd be a lot of fun to work with. I'm going to manifest that. <laughs> okay. Also Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson. So did you hear this drama? This was also from like a month or two ago, but that's when we were like psychotically busy, Christina. Um, so basically Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson. So they've been together since 2021. They have a baby together. And so this man had the audacity. First of all, they're not even married. And they just allegedly, according to like all these sources, they've split up. They're not together anymore. They have a baby together. Okay. Together since 2021. So it's not like, oh yeah, they only, they, oh, they had a bit. No, there's a, he had the audacity to publicly, um, uh, shame her about an outfit that she wore to an Usher concert and saying it's the outfit though. He tweeted this publicly. Like, are you kidding, Darius? Your Kiki is a public figure and you're doing this publicly. You sit down. And he tweeted, it, it's the outfit though. You a mom. I'm dead. I cannot. Um, anyway, so I like, I'm sorry. That's first of all, the audacity. Okay, it's one thing to pull your partner aside and to be like, my beautiful angel, like your body is so beautiful. This outfit is quite revealing. Is there anything? It's not, I'm I'm not, I'm not super comfortable with you going to a concert like this. Listen. If this is, if you are dedicated to wearing this, I'm not, it is what it is, but I just want to let you know how I feel, but I right. love you, but this is how I feel about it. And is there any way that we could make 
adjust a little bit just just to cover it up a little bit more because I don't think you see it is quite revealing. If you're gonna say that, that's how you say it. Diary, yes. You're date coaching you right it. now. So Darius, if you're listening, this is the best way to say that. But is Kiki even his wife? No, she's not even his wife. No. You know, guess what? Guess what? She's not even his fiance. Yeah. There, yeah there's not why, even a ring. Yeah, Darius. She does not even have a ring. You Sit down, really, Darius. It is, obviously, I understand where he's coming from, but that was said in the wrong way. And Alessandra showed you the right way to do it. If you, this is who she is. If you want to marry her, also marry her. Suck it if up, you don't, bro. You're in America. Move on. Sorry, you're in America. <laughs> women, guess what? In America, women can wear whatever they want. Okay. And okay. And if you want to marry, a, if you it. want, if you want to marry a woman who's more dresses more modestly, then yeah. have that conversation with her. And if you know they're not dating anymore, so that's past. But what I'm saying is if there's a man who's dating a woman who she wears something that he doesn't like, it's too provocative, have a conversation. If she won't change, then you need to know that's who she is and she's not going to change. And you should look for a woman who dresses more modestly. And that's important. That's important to you. I think we should move on. And I, my advice would be, uh, if that's the situation, build a bridge and get over it. All right. You don't like what she's wearing. And you still want to be with her. And she brings so many other things to the table. Build a bridge and get over it. Or, of course, like I said, you could have. That's my gut my gut reaction. Right. Build a bridge and get over it. And sit down. You're in America. Guess what? Women can wear whatever they want. And they should be able to express themselves through fashion and through their bodies. Um, but if you do really want, if you're really uncomfortable and you really value the relationship and you don't want to, you know, you, you, it is something that you really want to bring up, then pick your battles and, but bring it up in a loving and respectful right. way and say, exactly. I respect, exactly. And I know fashion because guess what? Fashion also, sometimes it's about the fashion. Ugh. Anyway, right. I'm so, right. It's very difficult as a man. woman to shop these days with a modest view of eye in mind. And one of the places that I've found is Nisi's dresses. If there are women listening who want to find mm-hmm. beautiful dresses that are still, that's that cover up that are really beautiful, but don't show too much skin. And if you can't, if you're a man and you're listening and you can't build a bridge and get over and you try building the bridge, but you just can't get over that bridge. It's just something that's bothering you. That's fine. You can, if she won't, she's not going to change, then Look for someone who fits more of what you're looking for in terms of modesty. Let's move on to sisterly advice. <laughs> it's so funny how my pendulum has swung so far. Oh, but it's, I've always felt this way. Anyway, okay. Every great, week great, we great. answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, sisters. I've so enjoyed listening to your podcast the past few months. Thank you for what you do. I'm pretty easygoing with most things, but I need some advice. I've been dating this man for almost three years, and we have a wonderful relationship most of the time. He is truly a wonderful person who I could spend every moment with and not get annoyed. We have spent so much time together that I almost feel that he is that he is part of my identity. Weird how writing something down reveals a thought that has been swirling in my brain. The catch is that even though he has talked about it, he has not proposed, and I don't know when he will. 
He's divorced. And when he has his sons, I'm basically their other mother. I do everything for them and love them like they're my children. I'm pretty much his wife without the label. Is that okay? And this is from, this is love lost in cohabitation. Ooh. 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 I like the pun. Yeah, that's really Instead cute. of lost I, in translation, lost in cohabitation. Yeah, that's really cute. Christina, I, I feel like you should begin tackling this one because I feel like I've been monologuing. Oh, well, I just want this listener to know I'm so grateful that you brought this to our attention. And I know how difficult it is because you have such a wonderful relationship with him and you don't want to let him go. But there are some major issues with this relationship if he is not proposing and you have been going on three years of dating. And you need to make that clear to him. He needs to either step up or things need to end. Step out. Yeah, step up or step out. I'm going to be pretty quick and easy with this. And I know it for you, it's not easy, but that's the way I see it. And that's the clarity that it brings. And I will tell you a story of that's the way he sees it. Sorry, yeah. that was a little glee reference. <laughs> he sees it. We have, we had a bachelorette who was date coaching who's now married, but she was dating a man. And they ended up living together, even though they were both wanting to save themselves for marriage, it was difficult. But she finally, after a few months of it, it was just too hard. And she said, I know I need to, she went on a, I did a, I think did it a retreat or a Marian consecration or something like that. And she realized through that experience that she needed to move out, even though she did not want to break up with him, but she basically said to him, I need us to get engaged or we need to end this relationship. And it's not me ending this relationship in a way that I don't want to be with you. It's that I just need that. I'm not getting any younger. I want to have a family. I want to build that life with someone who wants me to be his wife. She said that to him. And so they went on their merry, their maybe unmerry way for a few months. She started dating other people, getting out there. And then I think it was a year later from then, oh, he calls her up and she was dating other guys, but it, nothing was really serious. And he says to her, I want to marry you. <gasps> yeah. And now they're married with many children. Are you kidding me? This is, oh, such a rare story. That is the I just want this, this, this is the exception, but I want the woman, this, this bachelorette yeah. to know who's writing to us. That if he's the right man, he will come back in your life. Yeah, yeah. If he is the wrong man, he will free you up to meet the right man. But right yeah. now you're taking on a responsibility that is not yours. And that's beautiful yeah. that you love the children. Yes, that's beautiful. But it's not the appropriate place for you right now to be their other mother because you are not married. Yep. It's like they're role-playing husband right. and wife. Like there are different levels and different stages of, and that's why it's so difficult when it's so difficult when men are so just when men are not leaders in like natural leaders in a relationship, like when they don't have understand this and when they don't value like a woman in like, to me that 
to me, this shows me a lot more about the guy than it shows about the woman. Like, and are they living together, Christina? Is that what you took out of this? Or what do you... I, I, she said loss of habitation. It seems like there yeah, is so some, si- like living. some sort of yeah. situation going yeah. on. I don't yeah. know exactly what it is. They're living together. Yeah. These are like, you're taking like wife duties and you are a girlfriend. Like exactly. There's no, yeah. So I I completely agree with you, Christina. And I think, I think you say it in the loveliest way and you say, I love you so much. I would love, you know, to continue and you know, you're everything and you're my heart, you're my world, you're my, you know, I, I really do, but it's, I know for me that I need, I want, I want to build a real life with you. And that's, for me, I'm a traditional woman. I believe in marriage. I believe in engagement. I believe in marriage. I believe, you know, I believe in, in that because then, and it does, you know, that's the, and then they can start their own family. And that's the goal of bringing, you know, two people together. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know, you're a babysitter and a girlfriend for this man's children. Like, no. And so I, yeah, I think that men also, I think men, I think it's really important that if you find that maybe you're in a situation like this where you're like, you know, and I'm not saying that for this girl, that this is how he's thinking and feeling, but sometimes there are worlds in which, you know, men feel that, oh, well, I have this really good situation going on right now, but I don't necessarily like, I don't really, you know, I don't know if like, she's it like, I, you know, I don't know, you know, so, but, but, oh God, she helps me so much with the kids, you know, we're having a really strong physical connection. Like we, we, you know, I get, I have those needs taken care of. Um, so whatever, I'm, I can just ride this out for as long as possible. And she seems fine. She's happy. I take care of her. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. And then, but then, but men, like, I think that the onus is on you to really both of them. I do. I know. Of course it is on both of them that we do preach to women a lot about boundaries and about, you know, just, you know, like we already gave her advice, but I would say for a guy that, you know, it's, I would take responsibility and, you know, make a vow, you know, you are a good guy, a quote unquote, wonderful man that you need to start acting like one and, and, you know, and really value any woman that you're spending time with and just be upfront about your intentions. If you have no intention of marriage, then be upfront about that. Or if just be really clear about whatever your timeline is, because there are some women that will be okay with that timeline, but there are also some women that are just, you know, three years is a long time. That is. To just, to be, a you know, a, a you know. Treading anyway, water. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Um, so let's go into, uh, we couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex and the City. Now as personal matchmakers in 2023, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. And this is season five, episode eight, I Love a Charade. When it comes to saying, I do, 
Is a relationship a relationship without the Zaza Zoo? <laughs> so good. That's a I great the Zaza Zoo. I know. And I love this episode. So this is where um, they're at a piano bar and Carrie's friend Bobby Fine, of course he'd be called Bobby Fine, a flamboyant singer, singer is finally getting married and it's actually he's getting married to a woman. Um, she thought he was gay all this time, but apparently he's just flamboyant. Um, and it gives them a chance to go to the Hamptons because it will be at the Hamptons. Um, and then also once they're there, this is also the episode where Samantha like basically takes over Richard's mansion. Um, remember Richard, she cheated, not, no, not she cheated. He cheated on her. She was in love with him. Um, and then, uh, throws a party there and remember those women that were like at his Hamptons house and then with the melons and then Samantha like throws a melon at the glass at what yeah like and she's just like okay maybe maybe no more of this um but she had broken up with Richard already this is just her getting revenge of or saying you did me really wrong so give me your keys and I'm throwing yeah she said it in the most like matter of a fact way that like this is the closest that either one of us will get to like a divorce settlement but I think I deserve the Hamptons house for a party um and then he said okay so anyway um that's the thing you know these cheating guys and these like you know suave cheating guys ah, they're a little more easygoing when it comes to things like that not that I suggest being with one of them, but you know what I mean? Like those guys that just don't get whatever. Anyway. Oh, ew. Um, and then this is also remember the episode where, um, uh, Charlotte, um, uh, Harry, like it's his first time at a party and, um, and Charlotte is, you know, he's, it's Harry, you know, he has his hair everywhere in his body, except for his head, um, which is so adorable. Like that's the kind of man. Oh, I just love that. And, and then he was sweating, right? There was something yeah, about him sweating. I think so. Christina. Over sweating through his shirt or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like in his, he like had, he like took his shirt off and it was, and, really or, you hairy. know, he had a, he had a, a handkerchief and he was, Oh gosh, wait, was that the episode where he was sweating and the, I the think thing? so. I think he's so. had a he lot of those. A really, really bad so first physical impression, at least. Yeah, but he's such a great guy. And then anyway, yes. um Charlotte, oh da, 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 and then Carrie runs into Jack Berger. And I don't really remember what happened with that, but anyway. It was just um, and it was just awkward from the start that relationship. I, Jack Berger is just such a wet mop. I mean, I know. I know that Carrie thinks that she had the Zaza Zoo with him, but like, I really like of all the men in the Sex and the City franchise, Jack Berger is probably like my least favorite. Like, he brought just like so little to the table. He just he was just such a mop. Like, I can't. Yeah. And remember, oh. he like what? No, keep going. No, remember he had the, um, when he had the sound machine that played like rainforest music. Do you remember that? Like, I don't know no. why that memory like is in my brain and like is equated with Jack Berger. But anyway, so the whole point of this, um, episode is to 
pose the question, um, do you like, she basically classifies relationships into two like zones, Mm -hmm. a, a sexless friendship or B, a passionate but doomed to fail union. But I think that there's a C. But um, but yeah, Definitely. so when it comes to Christina, when it comes to saying I do though, is a relationship a relationship without the and how do like, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Hmm. Well, that brings up the whole arranged marriage thing too. Of, I love an arranged marriage. <laughs> oh except nothing I love more. You you don't want one though. I would like one. I feel like it'd be a lot easier than this train wreck. <laughs> Tell our mom and she'll... <laughs> Not a train wreck. No, I she love might... free will. She can provide you with an arranged marriage. I don't... The thing is, it's not... I think it just would be really helpful to know. Task. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I think... Behind the scenes, everyone, our mom is a big part of matchmakers in this city doing wonderful things and helping out a much bigger part over the last two years when she retired from her actual job. Yes. So she, but she does different kind of more menial, not menial, (laughs) they're really (laughs) important tasks, but it's like bio editing. Right. Right. A lot of the polishing. She does a lot of polishing. Yeah, not menial. Oh not menial. Not menial. It's actually <laughs> highly essential for the... No, no, no. It's super it essential. Is. And she it advises. Is. She's always been an advisor. But right. in terms of some of that's the tasks... That's the joke. But that's the yeah, joke yeah. of tasking <laughs> her the Alessandra's arranged marriage is putting on a list. <laughs> I, I think a lot of women, a lot of women who are not married, um, like, would probably agree with me that, like... It's not even just, it would be so nice for somebody to be like, this is the person that you're marrying and you don't have a choice. Like this is him because can I tell you why? Because I think, I think, you know, me and especially just with, I am so, I get so emotional when I have to break up with people. And I, and generally just when I'm dating and getting to know people and I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, so I just feel, and then I just, there are so many emotions that come into play when it comes to partner selection. May I give you a counter argument? Are you finished or may I give you a counter? No, but, but I just feel like it would be so nice if somebody were to just say like, this is who you're marrying. Like you, you don't have a choice, like go marry this person, make it work. And you don't have to hurt anybody's feelings. Like we made this choice for you. That's it. Go make it work. But then imagine if you imagine if the person's like a narcissist or like has borderline personality disorder, and then you have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Like that's really bad. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because you want this extreme, but when we have, Alessandra, when we have tried to tell you certain categories of, why don't you just choose someone in this category? You flip 
out. We can't even, we haven't chosen a specific man for you. We've just given you a, a very broad category where there are tons of men in this category, but you don't want to listen to it. That's the, that's the thing. I know I'm such a, I'm really an extremist and I'm a rebel. Like I'm so rebellious. If somebody tells me don't do something, like don't touch that oven, my hands on the oven. Like it's bad. It's bad. But I feel like I'm getting more mature and I'm no, not even the oven. Obviously I won't touch the, I won't touch the oven. Okay. Like I have a straight, I think you, because you just straighten all the time. Yeah. Learned from touching the oven. Yeah. I've done more than touch the oven. (laughs) But I think this, this dichotomy that you pull out is complicated by the C category that you were mentioning with Charlotte and Harry. Where Harry is not this amazing, just debonair, gorgeous, six pack model looking man by any means, but she's still attracted to him. Mm -hmm. And he is also great husband material. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the C category. And that's, I think, the perfect kind of person to marry who you have. A, and definitely a deep attraction too, but it doesn't have to be this passionate doomed to fail union because that will never work. Yeah. And sometimes the Zaza Zoo is just anxiety, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the Zaza Zoo is literally like your attachment style is being activated because this person is not the right, is not a, not even the right match but is not a proper and healthy long-term compatible match for you. Like that's why you're having the Zaza Zoo because they're triggering your attachment style and they're not a long-term compatible match for you. That's, that's true. But then also Mm -hmm. it's coupled with an, an physical attraction usually, or personality Mm -hmm. attraction. It's not just your attachment style, because if you weren't physically or emotionally or anything, any kind of attracted to this person, you wouldn't, people wouldn't be dating or wouldn't be attached. But once you have the attachment styles going up and down, coupled with one of those attractions and it's some kind of deep attraction to the person, even if it's really not a sustainable relationship, that's what creates the passionate doomed to fail union. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think it's like, I think the passionate doomed to fail union is like, yeah, is a lot of physical attraction and Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, a lot of physical attraction and a lot of ignoring of the like value-based elements right. of a partner. Definitely. Um, definitely. Or yeah, just yeah. I think that that that's and that. mystery combined because you don't mm. know fully what the person is in a relationship or usually you don't mm. really know that much, but then that person does things that make it are wishy-washy and make the make you on edge and then that's when you start being obsessed with that person and not even or it could be the total opposite they're love bombing you and that's right. also why you're obsessed with them because they're telling you how fabulous and amazing and special and wonderful you are right. showering you with gifts showering you with affection attention 
communication, like just love bombing you. That's like, so funny because I think with certain personalities, they are more attracted to the love bombing and that's more of a temptation for that personality. Yeah. Whereas other personalities are more attracted to the person who's not reliable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In a bad, so in funny. a bad way. It's, it's this attraction yeah. that's not really a good attraction, but certain personalities hate love bombing. But certain personalities love it. And then opposite of someone who loves love. I mean, normally if a guy, for instance, is not giving that woman any attention or the attention that she wants and just breadcrumbing, that's not as much of a temptation for her because that's she's not intrigued by that. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah, I agree. It really depends on the person. But yeah, there has to be that C. And but also if we look at again, my our fit my favorite relationship in the whole Sex and the City franchise is Charlotte, Charlotte and um Harry. Harry. And Charlotte initially when she meets Harry, she chooses him as her lawyer because he she was so not attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Like that needs that. And then now, I mean, in this episode and then for the rest of her life, she's wildly attracted to him because he, and he's, they're amazing physical chemistry, which they, you know, as not exactly the metrics in the city guidelines, but, or the, you know, your whatever, but yeah, I mean, so I think that, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. And I think it's really important for women to just remember that like, attraction can grow and attraction can build, I think, for a lot of women. Um, Christina, I don't know that can it for men, do you think? I think attraction for men can die. I think it's more likely for attraction for men to die than to build. What do you think? Like, I think if a guy is like, okay, I think generally men, men, uh, men as like caveman men, Right. will be intimate. They will have, you know, intercourse. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Little ears. Close the little ears if you have them listening. But <laughs> they will, they would, if they had no morals and values, they would and could be intimate with anybody, with yeah. any woman. That's why if a guy wants to have sex with you, it's not like It's not special. an indicator of interest. Yeah. yeah it, is, it is the last indicator of interest. Mm-hmm. Of course he wants to have sex with you. He's a man. Okay. So I think generally and men would have sex, but then comes on like all of the, like all of the actual core values of the man and, you know, the way that, you know, societally, like, you know, there are, are a lot of men who you know, don't just sleep with any woman. Like a lot of men, that's absolutely against their nature. Not to say that they, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's It's against against their their moral compass. compass. Mm -hmm. It's against their moral compass and they are just very self-controlled and also just not, that doesn't get them. Like that's not like super inspiring to them. Um, But where am I going with this? Let me me pull out the things that you were mentioning. Oh, thank God I have you, Christina. <laughs> well, it's now we're ready for marriage, all right? <laughs> I just need a little time. It's a little too soon. <laughs> I just need a minute. I want to talk about the men attraction, but something I was just thinking about with for women, I wanted to make sure I bookended. 
was that the fact that Harry was pursuing Charlotte and in a very particular and precious and treasured way helped her see the veil come off her eyes and see, wow, he's actually really attractive. That's why it's important for women, Mm -hmm. even if initially you're not attracted to the guy, to give a man a chance because a man who's pursuing you is so can be very attractive of he can he sees how wonderful you are and he sees things about you i just wanted to pull that out for women who may be the type who go for the guys who are unavailable yeah. that is a the mm-hmm. a fact that if a man Ew. is available and mm-hmm. and pursuing you that give that man a chance. It doesn't mean he's your future husband, but it is a really good thing that you should allow to grow until you know that this isn't the right guy for you. Now, yeah, based- no, and I, oh yeah, sorry, Christina, continue. Oh, keep sorry. going and then I'll go to men. No, 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 I just, re- I remember what the train of thought was. It was that mm-hmm. I think men are more likely to be unattracted to women yeah. the more that they, that like, yes. because I know so many men who will go on a date with a woman and be like, she was stunning. She was beautiful, but I had zero attraction zero because of her, the way that she was acting because of her personality, her demeanor, her spirit was just not, not attractive. Yes. That's what gets it for men. Yeah. Yes. And I think that there are also some categories of men who actually can only be like intimate with a woman that they are like actually like into but is that just a myth though or oh, is no, that reality I think men do have that that release it's just so different the testosterone in men so is just so different that they yeah. even from babies they have testosterone oh. yeah. and it's just something how men and women are different in that yeah. way I don't know all the details of it but yeah I'll do some research and get back to you I'm just <laughs> No, but I mean, I I think it is fascinating. I wonder if that is just a myth if, or if it's because I've definitely had some guys be like, I can only, I can only be intimate if, you know, I really like a woman. And if I don't, if I don't love a woman or like a woman, whatever, then I can't even, it's just, it doesn't work for me. And I'm like, is that just a line or is that? Well, I think some guys will say that in order to sleep with a woman. To make yeah. her feel special. Mm. That's what women, you really need to be on your guards because that, thank you for bringing that line up, Alessandra. Yeah. That could be something that, Is that, that makes a woman think, oh, wow, he does think I'm really special. And maybe what Christina mm. and Ali said is wrong. And maybe it is an indicator of interest in that. And often Because that yet he can only be intimate. Oh my gosh, but he said he can only be intimate with women that he actually loves. Because, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a line. And as we, as our our art teacher from high school said, <gasps> don't trust anything a man says after 11 p.m., Oh my gosh, 11 p.m. like PST or 11 p.m., you know. General. Yeah, general. No, 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 I'm just kidding. This is not in reference to anything that is occurring in any time zone in this moment. But yeah, that's really fascinating, Christina. Yeah, I wondered. Yeah, because I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's like, oh wow, that's so beautiful. I don't think so. I've never heard of this before, you know. No, I don't think so. It is, that is such a manipulative thing to say. It is. It is. Wow. How fascinating. 
Um, but yeah, but, and I, but I do also think, yeah, 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 yeah. But yes. So I think that, yeah, a sexless friendship. I was actually just talking to one of our bachelorettes. Um, and she, we were just talking about like, she's, um, she's amazing. And, uh, we're, you know, working on some stuff. Um, but she was talking about this man that she had been dating and, he is just the loveliest guy. He is absolutely wonderful, but she's like, I just, she's like the way that I feel about him is the way that I feel about. And she said me, she's like, like I, it's like, I love talking to you like me. She's like, but she's like, but that's how I feel about him. So it's like, she's not attracted Mm -hmm. to me. Like she's, I'm a friend, you know, or I'm, you know, not in this situation, I'm a matchmaker, but she's like, I, it's, he's just such a good guy. Like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. Like he's such a sweetheart. He's always there to listen, but it's a friend. And I mean, and I think that a lot of guys do, and we talk about this a lot in the podcast on how men can go from that friend zone to, um, to lover from friend to lover, because I do think that it very much is possible. And I think friendship is foundational for any great relief. Uh, Well, actually now I think that, but I definitely, I had a couple months there where I was like, do you have to be friends? Can't you just be, you know, do you have to really be friends? But now I think like, yeah, you gotta be friends. You You gotta be friends. You can't, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you just have to respect the person, just have a mutual, not respect the person, but like have a mutual kind of just... Yeah, you know, re- respect and admiration baseline. for the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, fascinating. It is. Um, move on to catching up with the Contis, Alessandra. Oh, let's do it. Fox News, you have no, down. no, 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 no. I think time. that was from last week, right? Okay, Where I talked yes. about the AI. I am, however, going to post that. I, I have a real. I've been doing like all these reels lately. I'm so excited. I'm just. I'm oh, so yes. inspired by the matchmaker Alessandra Conti. She's been posting yeah. some really good tips in video form. Lo- and love, actually, I, I am too. I am you too. Are too. Yeah, I am too. But for me, it's Check more mine, recent. Matchmaker Christina Pineda. Yeah. Also, did I tell them about my move, Christina, that I moved? I think you may have. Did I? Yes. Okay, but well, oh my gosh. You can just update quickly. Yeah, you guys, I moved. <laughs> and I'm, version. Yeah, I moved and I'm so obsessed <laughs> with my new place. I'm literally looking at the Hollywood sign right now. Right. Um, it's just been incredible. I We still have the Beverly Hills office. I was there yesterday. Um but today I'm working from home in my cloth which is um, supposed to be the bedroom, but I ch- changed it into this like massive closet office with the most beautiful view of the Hollywood sign. Um, and just like all of L- like, it's just, it's really the Hills just, Oh my gosh, it's so nice. I feel so good here. Um, and then, yeah, I made the den, the bedroom, which is great. It's been lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. And being a Hollywood girl, I think really suits me. It's so close to everything that I do. I didn't even realize how, how much I do in this area. 
like, and not even Hollywood proper, but like West Hollywood and mm-hmm. obviously Beverly Hills. And it's cool because when I go to the office now, I'm literally going through the entire like city. Like, I feel like I'm going through and I might, the top is down in my convertible. Like, does it take usually, a lot longer than your old commute? I mean, it's about a solid 30 to 34 wow. minutes, which mm. is, it's not bad. I mean, 30 minute commute, Christina, are you kidding me? No, from I Hollywood know, but you would think from Hollywood to Beverly Hills, that should be quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it does take not. a solid half yeah. hour in like perfect ideal situation, okay. usually about 34 to 35 minutes. And then on the way home, it's a little bit more, but I mean, my last commute was through the Hills, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm just really loving it. Like it's, it's, I, I don't know how it Praise all Lord. landed in such a beautiful way because mm-hmm. you guys, like it was touch and go for a while. It was a rough, I had it definitely a rough, like rough month or so there, but I'm doing a lot better. Um, and I wasn't even bad. Like, thank God. I'm just, I feel like this, the challenges, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting just like better at handling kind of life, you know, uh, life and relationship and personal relationship situations. And, um, and yeah, I'm in a good, really good mental space. And I was even then, you know, when it wasn't so great, it was, I was like, okay. Like, even though it was tumultuous, it was like, I was like, okay, you know, most of the time, except if I was stressed out about meeting or meetings or I hadn't eaten and then I lost my mind. Poor Christina was all of, on the all receiving Zilla end. comes out. Uh, what is this? Alazilla comes out. Alazilla! Oh my gosh! No, I know. I do turn. Like, I literally change into, into Alazilla when I'm hungry, when I'm hangry. Yeah. Okay, well, we better wrap Anything up. Anything about you, Christina? What about you? Any catching up? Well, we will be flying out to LA very soon to do our fo- our company new company photo shoot. Woo! And then we will be yeah, we'll be do- we'll be doing a lot that week. So that means a wedding season, season of one of our former bachelorettes yeah. that weekend. It's yes. going to be a wonderful wonderful trip. And I have a wedding coming up of a, of Jessica Foss. Yes. Who is she was on our on this very podcast. She's a yes. Jewish matchmaker. Yes, one of our we partner matched matchmakers. her before. When we did, did. she was a former yes. bachelorette. She's she was a, a former, former bachelorette, former match. I mean, partner matchmaker. We're all getting married. Yep, all but one. <laughs> <laughs> Soon enough. Uh, no, it's okay. Enough. I I can it's okay. It's okay. I think I'm okay. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'll be good for a little bit, but yeah, maybe arrangement. No, no, no. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you so much for being um being with us. And um, we love you guys so much. And thank you for all of your support. Um, and be sure to also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Um, a lot of times reviews help people to see the podcast and just give it more visibility. We do have a lot of like kind of silent listeners, which are great 
we see you and we love you. Um, but it's really cool when you guys like interact with us and when we get DMs on our Instagram and, and, um, and even like, if you're, you know, like I said, over, I mean, over the last years I've, I've gotten, you know, I, I've done meetings with people that listen to the podcast. And it's so funny because they'll tell me like, either midway through or like at the end of the meeting that they've like listened to the podcast. And then I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, and I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, this is like, you know, because this is actually our job. You know what I mean? Like not this, not the podcast. The podcasts are a fun thing that we do. It's a passion project, but like matchmakers of the city and matchmaking is our job. So and we get consultations, like when it's a, my meeting, one of my meetings, it's beautiful. I usually get the best people. Yeah. I mean, but you know, let's, let's be clear. Usually I get the best. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Your, your readings are really good too. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, definitely, um, feel free if you ever are hopping into a consultation with, and when you can also sign up for a consultation too. link in bio and, uh, or just go to matchmakersinthecity.com and sign up for free. And then that will, um, we'll review your application. Well, we won't, but you, your application will be reviewed and then, um, and then, yeah, you'll, we'll reach out to you, uh, to book in a consultation. Okay. You guys have the best day and we'll talk soon. www.matchmakersinthecity.com.